Now I'm politicking with the homie poet, Poe Politicking. Self-help meets hip-hop. That's fucking beautiful. What up, Poe? What up, DJ Period? Just two black brothers. I see y'all out there doing what y'all do, preserving the hip-hop culture and introducing the future stars. Keep shining, kings. Real and recognize real. Love is love. Salute. Yeah. Nah, I need Dobie on song. First of all, you be getting all Dobie nuts, though. You know what I'm saying? You all man, crouch. You riding his ass. You riding the top of his ass, crack, man. But who the fuck you think you is, nigga? Huh? Fuck, nigga. This is right. Let me find out, nigga. Yeah. Yeah. Expose you, nigga. Hey. Let me find Fuck niggas hanging on the low. I'ma turn up a little more. Twist and all, take your hoe. Let me find out you little niggas plying on the kid. Pillow talking with these bitches, talking about robbing me and shit. Let me find out. Shooting up everywhere you hiding out. Till your stream cold turkey. Call a quits, time out. Let me find out. Tell me it gonna be some consequences. ARZ, well, honey rounds and extensions. Let me find out you niggas just flexing in your penny bitches. Let me find out you ain't got no hoes and fucking any bitches. Let me find out you're a sissy. Let me find out you're snitching. Let me find out where you stay out like that bitch up like it crumble. Let me find out you fake travels line by selling drugs. Let me find out you the middle man and bitch you ain't the plug. Let me find out you're mad cause you heard I fucked your bitch. Let me find out your petty ass ran out with a zip. Let me find out. Let me find out y'all nigga petty man. Let me find out. Cause you fell off and no more Let me find out your bitch wanna eat the dick for lunch Let me find out them niggas shot at you you had a gun Let me find out you run Let me find out you a bum Let me find out this new thing on me and can't top this Let me find out I gotta talk cause I ain't seen it since I got it Let me find out that V12 running like a faucet Let me find out that fish scale come back when I drop it Let me find out that pack coming in there let me find out your bitch wanna fuck me and we speak Let me find out you weak and what you blowing on ain't strong Let me find out you tryna sound like me on all your songs Let me find out you nigga sold your soul for some joints Let me find out that little money in them photos ain't joint Let me find out you crashing out like you don't know where you going Let me find out you a nobody and bitch you ain't a porn Let me find out Let me find out you niggas like we say you Let me find out Dope, nigga. 
his ass fat, man, you bitch, nigga. Fuck you, man, nigga. Talking that shit to me, boy. You who the fuck I am. You know what I do, nigga. This shit real like that, nigga. You know the fuck I do? I'm not my element. Let me find out. Let me find out. Nigga, let me find out. Let me find out. Bitch, let me find out. Let me find out. Let me find out. Let me find out. Niggas, man, let me find out. Nigga, let me find out. Let me find out. Let me find out. Bitch, let me find out. Niggas, man, let me find out. Com, your home for self-help meets hip-hop. Make sure you check us out right now. We're live on YouTube. Check us out on Spotify, Amazon, Apple. One, two, one, two, and place to be with Boa. How you doing, bro? What's up, man? What's going on with you? Yeah, man. So we was already kind of having a good conversation already. So uh, I was right. just in the background. So you see from Alabama? Yeah. Born and raised in Alabama. You know what I'm saying? Currently in China right now. Shanghai, China right now. So... So you kind of happy, you know, they just won the national championship. Yeah, man. I, I hate I couldn't watch the game. That's the only problem um, dealing with being over here. You know, um, I know it was on like yesterday morning, you know what I'm saying, which would be nighttime for y'all. So, uh, but I saw the news feed and I'm happy they won, man. It's, it's really difficult to watch sports here, uh, you know what I'm saying, because the whole time change is totally weird, you know what I'm saying. But it's cool. Right now. Say what? What time is it? It's uh almost nine o'clock, nine a.m. It's eight fifty-three a.m. over here right now. And what what what's the date? Today is the thirteenth. So you're ahead. if you're in San Diego, I think I'm seventeen hours ahead of San Diego. Yeah, it's um it's about to be five PM over here. Okay. Okay. Cool, man. So uh let me know how you got involved with hip hop. Man, um, a friend of mine, <clears throat> well, I, I was actually listening to a lot of alternative music and a, a best friend of mine put me on to like the first hip hop CD, which was uh, the Wu-Tang uh, Into the 36 Chambers. So that was my, my first introduction into hip hop. And then the second CD was a notorious B.I.G. The Ready to Die. So like um, they were like those those were like both seminal albums. You know what I'm saying? So I was already into, um, you know, playing music, stuff like that. And a, f a friend of mine hit me into doing production. So right around that same time when I was listening to that and then getting into production, um, I was uh, starting to get my roots into that. And that's where it started back in like 90, 93 or so. What was you in production? What was you using? Um, I was using at the time... It was a Triton and a Trinity, Cork Triton and Trinity. Mm -hmm. um, and man, I would listen to DJ Premier because DJ Premier was my favorite, still is my one of my favorite producers. And I would just wonder how he would make his stuff sound like that. I didn't know what sampling was or anything. I didn't know what um, what um, what he was using. Uh anything so like i tried to dirty up my sounds in the triton which didn't sound like that at all but um i was just all just drawn to that unique 
you know, analog, like filtered drum sound that, you know, he ran through his either what whatever he used, man. I think it maybe have been the um the SP twelve hundred or something like that, or the NPC, something like that. But just how when you run stuff into those types of uh, equipment, um, just makes it sound so unique, man. And I was just very drawn by that. You know what I'm saying? But Korg and Triton, Korg, Triton, and Trinity. That's what I was using at first. Still have that Triton actually. Man, so. Um I, I forgot who. So, who did you say? Like, you just grew up like with your parents exposed you to hip hop, or was somebody else? No, I was a best friend of mine. You know, I went to school and we were best friends since like fifth grade. So, uh, my homeboy, uh, my partner Bobo, I call him Bobo, and um, he put me on to a lot of stuff. You feel what I'm saying? And you know, I would hang around his house. He would play me stuff, play me a bunch of records. Like my parents, they don't really listen to music like that. As weird as that sounds, um, my dad is a musician and he'll play like certain stuff like that, but it's not like they sit around the house and listen to music all day, every day. I pretty much found that type of stuff out on my own. You know what I'm saying? So um, just grew up with my friend, put me on a lot of stuff and I just dove in, you know what I'm saying? into uh i actually threw away all of my alternative music uh in plays of hip-hop and uh was just listening to just you know all types of range of things like tribe and nas and you know going into jay and then you know going into that 96 era outcast um a lot of the southern stuff you feel what i'm saying um i did, actually i kind of didn't really listen to um any of the cash money stuff. I think that was around like 97, 98, 99 when it started popping off. But I actually grew up on a lot of East Coast music around that area. Sleeping in the South Bend. How you be in Alabama not just cash money? I mean, Alabama, it, it, it just <laughs> slow, you know, on some things, you know. Um, like I said, East Coast hip hop was kind of a new thing in Alabama around that time, 92, 93. Well, at least for me, it was, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, but that cash money stuff, you know, was like later on. I was so deeply ingrained with like how East Coast music sounded. I, like, I felt like that's how hip hop rap should sound. Like, and I kind of just disregarded the, the cash money stuff, unfortunately. You know what I'm saying? But I still dig it, though. You know, it's cool. Let me find out you listen to that cash money. <laughs> I, I was best, I was gonna say, but uh, yeah, we was talking about that earlier though. So uh, I, I was seeing a lot of stuff on your page about Doughboy B, and I just want to know what was your relationship with Doughboy? Doughboy, uh, yeah. Um, I started to work with him. Well, I met him back in two thousand eight. Um, this is before he got shot, and uh, he came in, you know, at a studio I was working at, and was uh, mixing some records for him. And he was like real monotone. He was like real dry. And I liked his music. I heard it and mixed it for him, and it sounded great then. But it was just a little, a little monotone. Um, and then after that, like he got shot, and then later on we re reconvened in my own studio around 2010, and he was recording somebody. Um, a verse for somebody and um he liked how it sounded and was like you know i think i'm going to record here from now on so we started to do that and uh that's where you get the his first mixtape official mixtape uh definition of a trapper and then you know it just continued on from there up until uh his passing 
So. So he got shot twice. First time he got shot in the eye. Uh, oh, it was awesome. Yeah, with the patch. People thought it was like a fashion thing. Yeah, right there. But um, <clears throat> people thought it was like some type of fashion statement or something like that. But you know, he it was some type of altercation where it started from the club, and his partner was driving. You know, and then they stopped at a gas station. And then I think his partner was talking real tough or something like that. And the dude, Doe was sitting in the um, passenger seat. So, you know, he got shot right in the eye and miraculously survived. You feel what I'm saying? And um, that was back in 2009. And then he started to take rap and hip hop seriously up until his death. And then the second time he got shot, that's when he was killed in 2013, into 2013. So you was, like you was there from the um, start. I was, yeah. Um, there were some people that were a, a little bit before me, but <clears throat> I would say officially um, where his career took off, I was I was there from the beginning, from the very beginning. Then I would say uh, I always see another guy talks about him a lot too. His name is Frank Wright. Yeah, Frank was his manager. Um, he came in. To, to the picture around 2012 and actually got him signed, you know, so this, um, he signed him uh, around summer of 2012 or uh, right after his DOAT2 dropped in 2012. And then he got a deal with Geffen um, August of 2012. And then after that, you know, uh, he nothing was really moving and then top of 2013, they go meet with uh, T.I. and sit down with him. And then, you know, graciously, graciously uh, T.I. puts him on his imprints, uh, no paperwork, you know what I'm saying? And then um, things start popping off for him. Let me find out remix with Juicy J and T.I. And then the Hustle Gang mixtapes uh, with the Kimo Sabi big single he had. And then his baby Jesus mixtape that dropped some of 2013. So uh, a lot of stuff started popping off when Tip started getting to the picture um, because of Frank. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so how did it feel like, you know, being being like, I know, like you said, you started there from day one and like seeing everything. You just see it like basically he was almost, you know, about to blow up before everything happened on his way to becoming a big star. Well, you know, I, I, for me, it was like a second chance at the music business, you know, the music industry. Uh, prior to it, I had a placement um, with T.I. on T.I. versus T.I.P.'s uh, um, album. And it was the Watch What You Say To Me record with Jay-Z. And right. at the time, like, you know, I did the record, but I had my I had a partner at the time. And, you know, I included him on the credits and actually the money as well, which I probably shouldn't have because he had nothing to do with it. You know, we ended up falling out, in, you know, 2009. And so when I was reconvening, I started my studio and then Doe came along in 2010. So, you know, to have that feeling again of, you know, starting to work with people and um, working with uh, the big guys, like bigger guys again with Doe, it felt it felt great, man. Um, looking back at it now. I may have gotten a little complacent or something like that, or maybe not, you know what I'm saying? Um, but 
it was a, a lovely time. Doe was very easy to work with and uh, he never wrote anything down. He gave me a lot of freedom to do what I needed to do on the records sonically. And um, man, it was it was going to be a big thing, man. Uh, he was going to be one of the one of the greats, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, but unfortunately, things happen how it happened. You know what I'm saying? So, so you saying like even like so the original Let Me Find Out, he recorded it at your place? Yeah, he recorded everything, you know, that was officially um, a quality uh, with me from like 2011 and on. So uh, that Let Me Find Out record came off of the definition of a Trapper 2 uh, that dropped in, I think, maybe June of 2012. So uh, I was actually the first person that leaked it out or not leaked it out, but just mainly was the first person that was behind it. Um, it's even on my Mixology Studios uh, online YouTube where I make a little intro video of the song and then post the actual audio of it. And how that song came about was that um, there was a guy that uh, called me um, and left a crazy message um about me uh just riding those coattails um in a not so nice way so when you hear the original song on the mixtape you hear a voicemail that comes on and you hear this talking and then the song comes on so i would say i would be i was the first one to officially break the record you know what I'm saying? And it just kind of spread from there in Montgomery and Alabama. And then that helped him get his deal. Yeah, Montgomery is where I, um, cause I was in the Marines. So I had went, I joined the Marines at the MEPS in Montgomery. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I would yeah. say, uh, so how you feel? I mean, shit, like you said, I know you probably seen a lot of them, but I mean, just throughout hip hop, you know, it's probably been, it's been more and more rapper deaths now. So like yeah. Nipsey, Pop Smoke. So it seems like you're getting more and more now, but how do how you feel about that in uh, hip hop? Um, man, it's just, you know, new guys coming in, you know, seeing the older guys do it. And uh, but there's no guidance, you know, what I'm saying um, on how to move. You feel what I'm saying? So, um, man, it's just unfortunate, like with social media as well, like, you know, people watch the social media and can figure out where you are really quick you feel what i'm saying so um there's no protection on that end and then you know with the labels they don't really care about that type of thing or maybe they should so i don't know man it's 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 i i, I would say it would get worse you know what i'm saying or it gets to a point where like maybe that type of rap doesn't exist anymore after so so many years you feel what i'm saying because i feel like right now man um it's getting to a point where it's just it's the, some of the music or most of the music is too shallow. You feel what I'm saying? Too much glitz, too much glamour, too much of the bullshit. You feel what I'm saying? Or maybe that's just me getting older. You feel what I'm saying? And, and, and watching this type of stuff. But it's a lot of shallowness and then, you know, flashiness. And then, you know, there's wolves out here that's going to try to take that from you. You feel what I'm saying? And they do. So, uh, if you're going to talk that talk, you got to you got to have a squad with you to protect you. You feel what I'm saying? And, you know, nowadays, as you get older, you know, there's less and less morality in hip hop. You feel what I'm saying? And more crossing. So um, I wouldn't say Dobie was the first one 
you know, to 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 be killed because of the crosses or the, you know, the um the beefs, you feel what I'm saying? But he's definitely won't be the last by a long shot. As long as this continued, you know, uh direction of music is gonna go. You feel what I'm saying? But I don't wanna be too negative. Like I, my bar man. You got MF Doom up there too. Yeah, man. Um I'm trying to get some more artwork. I'm trying to put some more stuff right here because I kind of just moved in in like October. So, um, yeah, man, I'm sitting in my studio and um, I'm not a huge MF Doom fan, but I just love what he represents. And, you know, it's just underground, you know, rugged, raw hip hop. You know what I'm saying? That that's that's just pretty much unfiltered. You know what I'm saying? They had that piece. Say what now? How long ago you had that piece? I had that piece for probably since November, actually, since November. And I did a prior interview um, a few days before the news broke that he passed. So, um, yeah, that, that piece of artwork ain't going to go anywhere, anywhere anytime soon. Um, but, yeah, I, I just love what MF Doom represents, man. Underground, rugged, raw hip hop that's like super respected you know, across um, many, many, uh, many people and many, many different cultures as well, especially in hip hop culture. You feel what I'm saying? So what's your, what's your current projects right now you're working on? Um, I'm working with a group of guys still under wraps. Um, I'm actually, uh, today I'm in the process of um, doing deliverables for Clever's album. Um, it's called Crazy. Um and he's an artist that's signed to uh, Republic Records and uh, Post Malone. So I have to do the deliverables today on his album and turn it in so he can release the album and then so they can get paid. So um, and I did some mixing on that album as well. So um, it's going to be released hopefully maybe this month or so. You know, what I'm saying I, I don't know the date, but that's my project a couple projects right now and then just continually just doing my thing online mixing master and branding my uh my own studio mixology studios working on some courses recording courses for do-it-yourself artists you know what i'm saying and and then just doing some more production in the future that's what yeah. i'm working i'll ask you who are some of the um, artists you worked with besides do be um, I work with a lot of people. I work with Ti, Jay Z. I worked with uh, Estelle before, Christina Milian, Moneybag Yo, um, Buster Rhymes, um, uh, and Nikki Greer. She's like more of the underground, not underground, but more of the songwriter that's behind a lot of the records that you probably wouldn't know as her. You know what I'm saying? She's uh, also worked with uh, Kanye West recently um, with um, with his whole choir. Um, I've worked with uh, a lot of people, man. Rocco, Young Dro, um, Shakespeare. He did a lot of TLC stuff back in the day. Um, Quando Rondo. Um, a lot of guys, man. OBNJ. Um, a lot of guys, man, on the mix in. A whole bunch of guys. And then Joel Ortiz as well. It's, it's, a, it's a number of people that I've worked with that I can't remember off the top of my head. But um, it's a lot of people, young, uh, young blue as well. Just a number of people that I've worked with on the mixing side. You know what I'm saying? Say what now? Yeah, what did you say you worked with Jay Z? I said, what did you do? The Ti versus Tip album. I produced. Watch what you say to me. 
that was in 2007. That was some ages ago. Okay, so uh, as far as mixing, I was asking other people this: uh, what, what's a good, what makes a good mix? Um, I would say the the performance, man. You know what I'm saying? The performance has to be there for for one, um, and then the recording material, like the quality of it. You know what I'm saying? You can get very good quality with a very cheap setup. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and then also what makes a good mix is, you know, um, the production and then, you know, the mixer's interpretation of the song as well. You know what I'm saying? Most people think we're just doing like the, the technical side and just making it sound good, but we are creatives as well. And we have input, you know, um, that, that the producers and artists, um, sometimes look to you know when they you know when they give me a record it's like this is as far as i can take it what can you do to make it better you know what i'm saying um most times it's like that uh but there's sometimes where people have it already done you feel what i'm saying and you just need to tighten it up a little bit but in general mixers are creatives as well and you know it they are the last line of defense um to make a record great you feel what I'm saying? And it, a, a good mixer will make a song sound great, and a bad mixer will make a good song sound, a great song sound horrible. Yeah, I remember uh, I remember Nipsey Hussle said one thing. He said, uh, I guess his voice, like, you could tell, like, if you listen to his music, you can just tell where his music went from here to here. He yeah. said, I guess he figured out a certain pitch he needed to use to make his voice sound more clear, and then you can hear it better. So yeah. certain, how do you, have you ever did that to artists yet? Like when you had to like, you did a certain little tweak and you made them. Well, you know, I would say this, um, uh, before, like I was mixing a certain way, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, my, my mixes were, were really, really, really good, but there's like that five or 10% that you're looking for with that clarity. So, um, yeah, it's it has a lot to do with harmonics and saturation when it comes to mixing to make a song sound great and give you a certain feel. You feel what I'm saying? Odd harmonics and even harmonics is a whole different whole whole um whole sub subject about that. You know what I'm saying? That will separate a good mix from a great mix. You know what I'm saying? And it will give you either the clarity or the the grit or you know the 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 ruggedness that you're looking for depending on the type of record yeah and then um my my, my brother-in-law he has a uh like it's like a backpack where if you're making the beat you can feel the beat yeah i have a, I have that it's, a, it's called a sub pack yeah so yeah. i was like him so i was like so how important is that like you hear the beat, but how important is that feeling the beat and how that sound too i mean you know sub pack is like it just gives you the feeling of the bass you know you can feel the bass and it's actually pretty cool um probably too cool to a point where you know there's been times where i'll mix and it's like it's like a massage you feel what i'm saying and i will fall asleep mixing using that thing i don't use it anymore but you know it definitely gives you a certain feel you know that sub that sub 808 that low end gives you a certain feel like in your chest type of thing i feel like when i'm listening to you know music gives you a warm feeling you know what i'm saying and the sub pack actually you know um makes you physically feel it as well so uh it's pretty cool man it's pretty cool uh, 
I was listening to, I don't know if you remember this music, but you remember that, uh, like that So So Deaf All Stars? Yeah. Mm hmm. Man, what happened to that music, man? That shit was bumping. <laughs> I was like, they don't even come out with no music like that, but that shit was like, that shit was crunk. All that, uh, they kind of had their own vibe. It was like the, uh, you know, Shorty Swing My Way, I Could Freak It Like That, all that shit. Yeah, man, you know. That's a lost era, man. You know what I'm saying? I actually, I'm trying to experiment with a lot of stuff that's like, you know, around like the like late 80s era. I, I, I feel like I want to bring that type of stuff back, like the Rakim stuff, like the Follow the Leader stuff. You know what I'm saying? The Big Daddy Kane type of stuff, the up-tempo hip-hop, like the spit-up type of hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? Because... Um, you know, I, I recently listened to Benny Butch, Benny the Butcher, and uh, I like the album. You know what I'm saying? I think it's a little too reminiscent of Jay Z, like biting him a little bit. You feel what I'm saying? But I feel like, um, you know, that e that that Public Enemy feel type of weird, obscure sample. You know, a bunch of samples in a in a production record. I think that's missing, man, because you know it's been a big scare with you know producers not wanting to sample. You know what I'm saying? So I'm a real contrarian. Um, I want to stand out, you know what I'm saying, and do something different. So even if it, you know, won't mean any money, you feel what I'm saying? I just want to be unique and different and bring that type of st sound back. That's one of my goals with this um, this three-man group um, I'm working with right now. It's Like I said, it's still under wraps. It's still very new. But um, I want to do something like that, like, the, the rugged raw samples you know what i'm saying more of the m kind of more of the mf doom but a little a little more little uh, not a little cleaner than that you know what i'm saying just sonically you feel what i'm saying sonically to today's standards but but bring that type of sound back that's what i want to do yeah and i was gonna say uh if you're from alabama you might know this what's up with rick boy where where he go Man, your guess is as good as mine. I don't know. You know, after that one song, it just he just didn't really pop off anymore. You know what I'm saying? He is on the uh the Dobie album though. You know what I'm saying? Man, so I, like, uh, I mean, you might know better than me, but I don't I can't think of too many more Alabama members. I, I remember uh Dirty, but I can't think of too many more Alabama rappers after that. Yeah, I mean, you know, this this Rilo Rodriguez, he's from uh, Mobile. He's yeah. popping little baby right now there's no cap that's from mobile as well they you know what i'm saying um and then uh also uh clever he's not a rapper but you know he he broke out with that nle chopper song that stick by my side song uh that came out la um not last year but i think uh a year and a half ago and that's what got him signed or he released that during his signing with uh, Post Malone. So he's an Alabama artist that, like I said, I got to do his deliverables today on his album. But um, Clever, No Cap, Rallo Rodriguez, and that's pretty much shit right now that's hot. You know what I'm saying? So what, what are some of your interests outside of music? Interest trading, you know, uh, stocks and, um, and cryptocurrency. That's my big thing. Um, I actually want to do that full time so I don't have to rely on mixing and mastering as my main source of income. So uh, hopefully if things turn out great this year, I can stop that and um, stop making uh, mixing music for money and making music, you know, when, of what I want. 
instead of uh, for money. You know what I'm saying? So that's my plan, though. By, by 2022, that's my plan. What are you doing with the, uh, you said crypto? Like, I mean, so I was going to ask you, like, you know how especially Bitcoin going up. Like, how, how long do you, pay, you plan on holding on to the Bitcoin? Oh, it's just getting started. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, uh, it's it, the the top in 2018, January 2018, hit 20,000. So, uh, ever since then, up until last March, it's been in the bear market. You feel what I'm saying? So, um, you know, ever since March, it's been running up. And then when it hit 20,000, I think in December, it ran up to 40,000 super quick. So um, history doesn't repeat itself, but it does rhyme. So in knowing that, you know, a lot of people in the space feel like crypto is feeling like 2017 again in today's 2021 standards. So if you know how January 2018 turned out, then, you know, most likely uh, that most likely january of 2022 you might see a top and that how high it can go who knows man people saying a hundred thousand there's some institutional players talking about it being like 250 to 350 um 350,000 but nobody knows you know what i'm saying um you just let price action be a guide and then you just ride the trend until it dies you feel what i'm saying the market my boy was telling me just to keep buying right now. Yeah. One 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 strategy you can do is uh, it's called dollar cost averaging. And uh, if you don't know anything about trading and, you know, because it's very a very convoluted thing, you know, saying if you're trying to learn it first, it's very confusing and it'll fuck with your emotions. Mm -hmm. So um, the best thing to do if you don't know anything is just to dollar cost average and buy a set amount every week or every month and buy it at whatever price it is and don't worry about the price um because historically if you had done that um i think i read some type of article if you had invested uh, consistently since 2017 up until now you know, you would have had a significant amount of increase, like maybe a hundred to five hundred percent in profit. You know what I'm saying? So compare that with savings, that beats that every day. Man, what you doing with the stocks? Cause I like the. Uh, I'm big on getting the ones with dividends right now. I think. Um, you know, I, I, I haven't really paid attention to the stocks the past month or so because crypto has blown up so much and I've actually made way more in crypto the past month than I did the whole year last year. You feel what I'm saying? So stocks wise, like I'm going to treat stocks as more of like a, more like a blue chip type of thing for me. You know, I'm not going to try to look for hidden gems, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but, and then the stock market for, to me is a little boring because you know, you, you ain't going to get the same type of gains, in uh the stock as you will in cryptocurrency you feel what i'm saying so um but i have a, a few holds i got tesla i got neo um i got DraftKings. i'm looking at marijuana stocks i have a, a a otc marijuana stock that i made really good off of so those are the main areas uh electric electronic vehicles um marijuana stocks and um 
what else do I have? And then just blue chip stuff. You know what I'm saying? To grow my money. Time. What I was doing was I was like uh, putting the money into the bitcoins, making the money off the bitcoins, then using that to buy stocks. And I just keep doing that. <laughs> I was like, whatever you know, whatever plan you have, you definitely have, definitely have to have some type of plan. You feel what I'm saying? You have to have a. a exit strategy every time you take a trade and you know what I'm saying and then long term goals you got to know what you you want to do over time you feel what I'm saying my plan is like a million dollars by 2022 at least you feel what I'm saying so um it 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 might it I'm hoping it'll get there it's it's looking pretty good starting off like just halfway through January you know what I'm saying so uh I'm just excited man I'm really excited and from what I from what I've been experiencing, you know, a lot of the trading stuff is just a patience type of game. And the most money is made when you prep and plan. And and when you th there's days where you just don't need to trade. You feel what I'm saying? So my goal is to just trade maybe two, three times, uh, uh, two or three weeks out of the whole year. You feel what I'm saying? Mostly watching, and most of my moves won't be ma made nine or ten out of nine out of ten times. Like one or two, uh, one or two out of the ten times is when I'm going to trade. You feel what I'm saying? So I like that freedom of my time being uh, open, and so that'll allow me to do whatever I want when I get my money and my finances and and everything set and at that level. Then I definitely will disappear. <laughs> and just do music probably like incognito and just like from a moniker that people won't know who I am at all and I will never show my face that's my plan we'll see how that works I'm saying so uh how's it going over there with the uh, coronavirus and stuff the virus is over here it's controlled you know what I'm saying China does not play around when we came over here to fly over here because we were stuck in the States for like seven, eight months. Um, Cause I've been living here since uh, 2018, but the protocol to come over here is very, very strict. And, and um, when we flew over here, before we flew over here, we had to take a test to make sure we were negative 48 hours before we got on the plane. So you have to time that type of thing. And with the USA, it's kind of weird. You know what I'm saying? They they don't, they're not very, very organized when it comes to the virus. So we got that. And then you got to present the paper to the uh, the Chinese uh, airline, you know, whoever, the airline. And then you fly over here and we had to sit on the plane for about 24 hours. Um, I had my N95 mask on and everything. You know, the whole time it broke on the plane. Um, and luckily we didn't catch it. You know, m my wife and my daughter, we did not catch it. And, uh, we came over here and then we had to sit in the airport for six hours. Um, we had to get tested again. Um, we had to, uh, get registered, uh, with the government. Then we had to quarantine at a hotel for two days until they said we were negative And then we were able to quarantine at home. And then when we got home, we had to quarantine for the rest of the 14 days. And then they monitored our temperature twice a day. Uh, and then got tested again towards the end of the quarantine. And then when we were negative, then you could move around. You feel what I'm saying? So, and if you come up positive, then you stay in that hotel and you ride it out. You feel what I'm saying? So, um, but they got it under control here, man. They definitely do. And, um, 
they're making restrictions every day, changing laws, you know what I'm saying? Especially with Chinese New Year coming up, you know, people that the government's telling people to stay put, you know, and if you leave your province or your city, you know, and you try to come back, then you had to quarantine in place for 24 days. And when we were quarantining, they put a little sensor on our door so they would know when we would leave or not. It's yeah. that strange. You know what I'm saying? So it's crazy. Yeah. But for good measure. What they be thinking about Trump over there? Uh, I don't know, man. I don't really get into politics like that. But um, that Trump stuff is ridiculous, man. I'm glad he's out of office. But um, I've seen something on social media where they were campaigning for Trump in the streets somewhere. They said it was in China, but you know, I don't know. Um, I, I they might they may have did that somewhere, but that's crazy. Crazy. Now, I was gonna ask you what was your reasons for moving? Like, was you moving to try to get away from all this shit, or what was your reason for moving? Uh, I just felt like I needed a change. You know what I'm saying? And um, it's a better way of living over here you know what i'm saying um even though the cost of living is high here um where you stay at the everything else is cheap you know what i'm saying like food is cheap clothes is cheap um events are cheap you don't need a car to go over to to live over here subway system is super cheap um it's like four r&b for per trip that probably equals to um let's see 15 three, four, 60 cents 60 cents per trip wherever you want to go in the city and the size of shanghai is probably the size of um i think the size of alabama <laughs> so um so many things to do here it's it's better living um you know, there's a bunch of spas here, you know what I'm saying? Like, you get cheap massage. Everything's cheap, man. You know what I'm saying? And um, there's a lot of things to do here. There's a lot of shopping. There's probably like 100 plus malls here in Shanghai alone. You feel what I'm saying? So, um, I haven't experienced the club scene yet because, because that's another section of the city. Um, but um, it's, it's just overall better. You know what I'm saying? It took some getting used to that first year, though, because of the culture shock. It really did. I don't speak Chinese. I'm not Chinese. You know, I don't speak Mandarin. I'm, I'm not Chinese. Um, but, um, you know, it's it's just so much easier. Stuff can be delivered to my doorstep. You know, I don't have to leave the house. I can order everything online, like literally everything online. You know what I'm saying? And uh, riding the scooter over here is kind of cool, too. I need a shoe plug, man. Who be on some, some plugs out there? I know you got some plugs for me. Some yeah, I, um, there's a row. Uh, I visited a, a a few boutiques that are on the same street. You know what I'm saying? So they have like probably all of the rare kicks that you're looking for. The price point though is not cheap though on them. You know what I'm saying? It was like American dollars. You feel what I'm saying? I saw like the uh, De La Soul. Um, Nike SB low low uh kicks, man, and it was sitting on the wall, and you know those are kind of rare. I'm not a big shoe head, but man, they got some spots here, man, that that got some really high end, you know, rare shoes that you won't find. You know what I'm saying? Like the so, hat you got on. Say what now? 
like the hat you got on. Look like it's suede or something. Oh, I got this from the States, actually. I got this from the States. But uh, yeah, this is kind of unique. I don't know what it is. Kind of like a felt. That's cool. felt. You know what I'm saying? But man, it got a lot of nice stuff here. You know what I'm saying? The fashion here is way better. You know, it's just overall better, man. The only problem is is the language barrier. Like, I need to learn the language. I do a lot of translation on apps, so it's kind of difficult to move around at times. But you know, you gotta be a smart dude to to live here. Not to brag, but you gotta be smart to move around if you don't know the language. You know what I'm saying? So, but uh, yeah, man, nice. What you say is a good business to start right now? What you say now? What's a good business to start? Was something was something good to start? Good business. Business. Yeah. Um, anything that's you know that you can do online, where you have to deal with people. You know what I'm saying? So, um, for me right now, like I said, like trading is a big thing for me. That's not a business, but that's just a skill. You know what I'm saying? I think, um, you know, if you're serious enough. You can learn that skill and apply it for the rest of your life. You feel what I'm saying? And then once you learn that skill, you start seeing patterns over and over again and then continually make money. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, uh, um, but business-wise, anything online, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing my business solely online. Um, and it's definitely, it's definitely helped me to either stay afloat or do much better than a lot of people, man. You know what I'm saying? Because at a point around March, uh, I thought that I was going to uh, see a decrease in my online business. And I actually made more last year than I ever did. Um, probably, period. You feel what I'm saying? So um, it's kind of weird, but been very blessed to be able to make more than 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 previous years you feel what i'm saying and then i didn't have to record and it didn't take me much time as much as i would have taken if i did record so um as far as other business i don't know man i would say like just getting the stuff that you're really really either really interested in and then trying to transition to that into online y'all had did y'all get anything like a did they get anything like a stimulus out there no, we're U.S. citizens, so we get stimulus anyway. You feel what I'm saying? Um, doesn't matter where you at. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I didn't know that U.S. citizen, you get you get a check. You know what I'm saying? So um, doesn't matter where you at. And that you know they for me they they electronically deposited into my bank account, but we were in the states then. You feel what I'm saying? So around what was that May, May or something like that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we got us. Just moved. Say what now? Just moved to China. No, I've been here. You know what I'm saying? We left. We left during the pandemic when it started to pop off. Oh. And, you know, we left. I've been here since 2018, end of 2018, and uh, you know we've come back to visit. We visited for Christmas, um, end of 2019. You know what I'm saying? And then came back January 4th or 5th and then was here until February 1st and flew back like on a drop of a dime. You know what I'm saying? And um, we thought we were going to be in the States for a few weeks until the virus blew over. And it ended up being like seven or eight months. And um, 
you know, um, came back and had to do a lot of crazy stuff. Like I said, um, get tested and quarantine at hotel and all type of stuff. So, um, yeah, we just moved into a new place, um, because we had to move out of our old place during the summer while we weren't here. So we had to hire movers and do stuff via FaceTime and with our, you know, our nanny or a caretaker or, you know, housekeeper, you feel what I'm saying, um, to, uh, to assist with the move. So it's, it was really crazy, really crazy. Is there a lot of black people over there? Oh, uh, there's some, man. It's, I would probably, compared to China, it's probably like 1%, 2%. You know what I'm saying, but they, they, my wife is black. You feel what I'm saying, so she has a a, a, a clique of black women that um, that she communicates with. You know what I'm saying, and uh, they used to have brunches and stuff like that. But you know, ever since we had our daughter, she hasn't been able to meet up with her group or anything like that. But uh, there's there's people here. You know what I'm saying, people here working, being teachers or whatever they're doing. You know what I'm saying, it's plenty plenty of black folks it's just you gotta just find them you know what i'm saying they're out here she likes it in china too say what now uh, man my throat she likes it she likes it out there too oh she loves it out here like you know she loves it more than i do you know what i'm saying alabama? say what now from alabama uh she's from michigan you know what i'm saying uh and then she moved to alabama uh when she was like eight or nine and then we've known each other since like high school so that's cool yeah i ain't been to china yet man i gotta see how it is out there it's cool man like you know if you ever come to shanghai just let me know man i can tell you all the dope spots out here and definitely take you to them, them boutique shoe shoe stores you know what i'm saying it's, uh, some good food out here you know it's good cheap food good expensive food as well but uh it's a lot of stuff out here man that you would love to do if you, you have to be here for at least two weeks though you know what I'm saying? Two weeks. Whenever they lift that lift that band up, you know what I'm saying? Ban a lot of countries right now from, from coming in. Then what would you like to say to your fans and supporters? Um uh I, I would say just man, if you whatever you're doing and whatever you're striving to do, um, put your mind to it. You can do anything, you feel what I'm saying? And you know, the road gets tough. You feel what I'm saying? So you just got to stay resilient and uh, be positive at the end of the day. And uh, I would say, like, you know, whatever you do in your life, you know, just settle your beefs and, and move forward, man. That's what I would say. All right, bro. I want to say thanks for coming through politics. All right, man. Appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me. Now, what's your social media again? It's Turn Me Up Bow. T-U-R-N-M-E-B-A-O. And on IG, Facebook, and Twitter. Got any shout outs? Um, shouts out to you, man. <laughs> shouts out to Dove. And shouts out to uh, all the Doby fans that. Popolitikin.com. Thank you for listening to the Popolitikin Show, your home for self help meets hip hop. For live content, subscribe to our YouTube channel.